Welcome to the Kemariko Podcast, and I have again my special guest, Mr. Hal Werner. Hal, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there, Ken. I'm hanging in there. So there's a little little virus going around called coronavirus, and uh, today I thought we'd talk about coronavirus and the widening motivation gap. It is wide. So we were talking about how some people, depending on their stage of life right now, have different motivations uh, with all this craziness going on. Some people are more motivated. Some people are less motivated. Uh, there's a lot of government money going around. Um, so a lot of variables up in the air. Uh, for me personally, um, you know, I don't have children. I'm married. But um, I, I find like this particular time, just like, you know, during the financial crisis, 2008, it really gives you a push. Um, to really focus and get a lot of things done. Um, So I've been very productive with my blog, sort of, you know, overhauling my website and, you know, marketing materials and things like that. Um, So with your situation, you know, you're married with with kids. How how do you find things are going? Well, um, I think I'm at the very other end of that gulf. Um, I think you are kind of the poster child for the kind of meme I saw earlier this week and it said something to the effect of if you come out of this pandemic without learning a new language writing a book starting right, a yes, youtube yeah, I've channel seen that, yeah. then you have failed and i get where it's coming from it's coming from a good place right it's mm-hmm. coming from a place of you're finally out of excuses not to do these things because yep. so many people say they want to do these things uh, you know but don't have the gusto to do them or, or even really intend mm-hmm. to, but have are just not good at managing distractions. Right. So I get that, right? You yep. know, for the single people, for the for the married people without kids, perhaps. But like you said, I'm in I'm in a very different situation. I'm married, I have a house, and I have a very small child who has a lot of energy and she's she's a lot of work. She has mm-hmm. a, a routine that she's used to. Uh, you know, she's used to being around lots of other kids her age to help her you know, get her energy out. She's used to having, you know, people watching her, um, you know, instructing her and stimulating her and all those things. And so my wife and I, we both work full time. We both have to be on calls. So we spend all day in this constant state of tension of trying to get work done while we are managing this small child who literally wants us to do anything and everything but our work and what we need to do. Right. So by the time that our work day is finally over, we're already exhausted from what would normally day be a you know a full day of of childcare, and then we've got to get her through the rest of her day. And then, as most parents with small children know, you know, getting the evening started is just the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. you can spend a thirty minute fight trying to figure out what is the one incredibly rare food that your child may or may not eat that day. Yep. Um, and then fix it. And then they decide that they not want it. And then, you know, you can easily have an hour or an hour and a half bedtime routine. That's literally composed of, you know, brush your teeth, change your clothes, but that's how long it can take because they will just bite you every step of the way, depending on their developmental stage. And so it turns out, so, so I saw this meme and I read into the comments, which is what I usually do when I see something that I'm like, I'm not sure I'm alone on this Mm -hmm. because I really took issue with it. I was like, no, sir, 
I do not have a motivation. Well, I mean, I do have a motivation issue, but but the post was like, you know, you have failed. You don't have a motivation or you don't have a time issue. You have like a you issue. It's like, no, I, I don't have a me issue. I am bloody exhausted way more so than I would ever be during my normal work week where mm-hmm. I get to, you know, get out of the house. I get to decompress. I, I get to be at work and, you know, talk to other adults that I know my age and, and do my work without being constantly hounded um, by someone who's trying to stop me from doing that work or stop my wife from doing that work. And so I got into the comments and most of it was people like me um, really speaking up for that exact same thing. That's one really specific thing. And, and I think this this coronavirus epidemic has exacerbated that gap, right? So you have the people who went from having a good amount of free time to having more free time than they even know what to do with. And if you're faced with that, um, then there's a lot of opportunity to do something like a creative venture, start a Mm -hmm. blog, start a YouTube channel, write a book, learn to play the piano, whatever you might want to do. But if you're in my situation, you have so much less time and so much less energy when you even do have any time that you can you can get to the end of the night. You know, I, I can get to 8.30 at night and I've still got to do dishes and I've still got to clean stuff up. I've got to pick stuff up. You know, there might be bills that I have to pay or things to, to fix around the house. And it's like, what time is there to be doing all these things? Not only what time is there, but when you constantly have all these things running in the back of your mind, like every day doing the mental math on exactly how much toilet paper you have left and, and how long you think it'll last, like you're some sort of NASA astronaut on Apollo 13. There's a toilet paper calculator on the internet. <laughs> like we all had no idea how much things used to last we never yeah you would never think like you because you'd just replenish it and go to the right. store when you were done but suddenly exactly. everyone's like like those ladies from the from the movie numbers they know exactly how much everything <laughs> is right we got we got calculus going on at here people are doing doing math on right. the square area of paper towels just in case they never um, underestimate silicon valley man what they can do a toilet <laughs> toilet paper calculator um you know I mean, those are the real heroes, right? <laughs> the real, yes. Those are the real heroes in all this. Yep. Think we would have we would have a, a a shitty situation if you know if they didn't get that solved. Yeah. So I mean, I I already think we have a gap, and and I'll be the first to admit, I have kind of like a creative impulse, right? I can't not create things for a while. Um, if I try, I'm like, I'm going to give myself a break, like let myself off the hook. I I can do it for a while. But after, mm-hmm. but after a bit, I eventually start basically having like an itch in my brain. Like I got to make something, I got to write something or take some pictures or, you know, something to that effect, mm-hmm. try and do something creative just to scratch that itch. But that's a hard thing when conversely you have all of these forces of motivation working against you, the time, the stress, the responsibility yep. and all of those things. Um, you know, I, I started to try and do some sort of podcasting, vlogging stuff. And I decided uh, very horribly to try and start doing that the same year that my daughter was born. And if I had started that a couple of years earlier, I probably could have really gotten some stuff done. If I started to do it 
several years from now when she's a little older and doesn't mm-hmm. require nearly as much energy to manage, I could probably get some stuff done then. Um, but I really think this this virus has exacerbated uh, and really shows us how much wider that gap has gotten um, when you when you take out so many of those day to day distractions. Yeah, I mean, kids, and that's everything I've I've been seeing like on Twitter. Um, people are, are talking about you know the kids, and you know you see all these you know memes and photos you know getting shared around. You know they're just waiting for the the virus to end. You know and they're showing like the dog is like all like. He's got crayons all over him and because you know, the kids are just going crazy at home. That's the other yeah. thing, too, because you have the education part of it also. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of the trade-off. Uh, I don't want to dismiss parents with older kids either because, I mean, our little kid has a lot of energy to deal with, but she doesn't have a government-sanctioned curriculum she has to mm-hmm. accomplish all right, in yeah. order to keep going. If you actually have kids in school, then suddenly you're not only trying to do a full day of work, but you're also trying to be a full-time, a full-time stay-at-home teacher for homeschooling yep. that you have had no training for, that you just jumped into at the end of the year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I was talking to, um, to, my, to, to my coworker earlier today, and like his kids, his kids' sports are still doing like, online training sessions so they're Mm -hmm. still doing drills in the backyard like by calls and video calls and things and he's still having to keep them going through their school you know their school courses with a bunch of subjects he hasn't dealt with in years Mm -hmm. i can't imagine what i would do if someone tried to you know if i had a kid on some high school math i was like you better call your smart friend i have not done this stuff in a long time (laughs) khan academy my friend that's the answer khan academy khan academy yeah they have some good content there um well, there you go. Yeah. The, the answers are on the internet these days. I guess that's the Every, one advantage, Exactly. Right? You just Google it. I mean, the answers, <laughs> the answers are on the internet. But, uh, but no, Khan Academy is really great because um, the instructor, Mr. Khan, um, he's just so good at explaining things. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know, if every teacher we had was this guy, you know, that could clearly explain subjects, you know, like, like why shouldn't everybody in the country have the same instructor who can explain it so clearly you know i mean there there might be an interesting future there if you were to have some really talent a, a more limited number of really talented instructors yep. and then a much more limited uh, well a a much larger pool of you know let's call them i mean i, I I'm trying to think of a nice way to say it, but you know, there, there's, there's people who are the absolute best in the world. Right. There's, there's the A team, else, right? there's the A team, and then there's, you know, maybe a B team or everybody else, right. if you want to say that. We can call them B team, right? We're not yeah. even talking about people who are bad at it, but right. not everyone is LeBron James of teaching. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you think about it the way we do it in college, right, there's a professor and there's a bunch of teacher's assistants that help out with the, the day-to-day questions yep. and things like that, right? Because the the Khan Academy level person can't answer questions for 300,000 kids for whatever that subject for that age group is. So you right. do need that extra level of support to actually right. have that interaction and be able to help out in that way. But that's an interesting idea of being able to have some just really good people teach the core of that. Yeah. And then, you know, reduce the burden on, on the other folks. Exactly. Yeah, I I just think we would be so much better off just having the best 
teachers. Um, but that's just, that's just me. Cause a lot of times, well, like even in college, you know, you have like some, like, like when I was doing like, you know, some math classes in mm-hmm. college, you know, we had these like international teaching assistants doing some of the classes, you know, and there's like their accent was just, you know, just so terrible, you know, you couldn't understand mm-hmm. them. And, yeah. uh, so it just it just made it so much more difficult, you know, especially if it's like a subject like you don't really or you're having trouble <laughs> with or, you know, you need to advance in. Um, sure. Things like that. So I um, mean, in high school, I had I had a teacher who was used to teaching international schools and she taught government and history. Those have been historically two of my least favorite mm-hmm. subjects or I were some of my least favorite subjects when I was, you know, through high school. And. I hate to say it, but like I became interested in history because of the way she taught it. She taught it completely different than anyone else. It was really engaging. It actually made sense to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, why don't they teach history like this all the time? Part of the real answer is that, at least in Texas, um, almost all the history and government teachers are football coaches because we care (laughs) far more about that than um, actually educating people on what happened. Because they might start to get dangerous ideas of their own instead of just doing mm-hmm. what they're told. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I was absolutely fascinated by the way she taught it, and she really made it engaging. And I was, I just thought, wow, if I could have had this all the way through, imagine what I would know. So going back to this motivation gap, um, do you feel like you're you're sort of missing out right now? Because um, like you were saying about that meme, you know, where you know people are learning new languages and you know, mm-hmm. doing all these, all these, you know, starting five blogs and all, all this kind of stuff. I mean, do you, do you feel like you're, you're missing out or, you know, because you have, you have the kid that, you know, maybe now you're spending more quality time with, the, with, with, with your child? Um, like, how, how do you kind of perceive it? Well, I'm, I'm getting both quality and non-quality time, I think, as any <laughs> genuine parent would tell you. Mm-hmm. It's a mix. Um, so I think. I'm not envious that people have time to do these things because they only have time to do them because they're also, you know, in this sort of situation that we have to deal with. Right. But what I am kind of resentful of is the gap between how much I don't have and how much they, they do have in a sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, there is a lack of opportunity there. Right. Um, you know, it, but I, I just feel like it's more than it is through the rest of a normal right. year because, you know, I've had a lot of sort of stutter starts and stops on trying to do some of this stuff myself to begin with. And I still have that motivation gap of, right. of having to deal with all mm-hmm. the things of family and home ownership and, and all those kinds of things, you know, a full-time job yep. and all those kinds of things, trying to accomplish those goals. Yep. Um, and those things do slow me down. When I look at people who are really successful about those things, that's actually what let me start letting myself off the hook a little bit, mm-hmm. for better or worse. Because I was looking at all these thought leaders, say, in the content marketing, digital marketing space. I went, wow, look at these people. They're putting out this stuff. They're getting out there. They're doing these things. And it took me a while to realize most of the people who are doing that, that's their business. Like mm-hmm. someone like, you know, it's... It, in retrospect, it seems silly to even not realize this now, but think about someone like Joe Polizzi, formerly right. of the Content Marketing Institute, right? right. Uh-huh. He was the owner of that business. 
he did content marketing as his way of attracting business for his business. That was literally his paycheck, right? Not only his paycheck, but the paycheck for an entire company was him going, was him creating blogs and guesting, guest appearing on podcasts and speaking at events. Over time, I started to learn that this there was an entire industry of people who basically make their living on things like appearances in media, right? There's well, those speaker fees, yeah, they're outrageous. I mean, so, you know, people getting hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars for speak, you know, for speaking, like one speaking gig. Yeah, and when you start to realize how many conferences there actually are, you get beyond the sort of just the the half a dozen per industry that are like the tippy tip top. You start getting into regional events mm-hmm. and, and smaller niche events within industry. Oh my God, like someone someone can speak at, I don't know, eight conferences in a month or something, and then they're still putting out blogs and all that stuff. So I started feeling a lot worse about not matching yeah. these people for pace when I realized, right. like, I have a day job and I have all these other things after my day job that are preventing me from doing right. it. This is literally their day job. They cannot afford not to do this all the time. They cannot afford to do it poorly or they don't have a check anymore. Right. Well, uh, well, some of the secrets, I think, is number one, I mean, you have to make it your full-time job. Yeah. Right? There's a huge difference um, between kind of doing stuff on the side and then saying like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to do for my living. You know, I'm not going to have another job. I'm just going to do this one thing that I, I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, you know, when you see these super successful people, you know, and when you really start to investigate, they're really not super successful. What it is, is they're, they're talented and they have a lot of support people behind them, you know, virtual assistants, you know, staff, a cameraman, mm-hmm. a ghost writer. You know what I'm saying? It's, they're, they're not doing it, everything themselves. Absolutely. Um, and I've gone down that hole with YouTubers. Um, mm-hmm. Within the last couple of years, I just started watching a lot more YouTube for one reason or another. I think it had to do with the kinds of topics I was trying to consume. And once again, there's some people on there that have tons of videos. You know, it looks like a, a pretty good level of success. But just like you said, when you start digging into it, even more so than the people on the speaker circuit, the poor YouTubers, my mm-hmm. God, the amount of different revenue streams they have to even make it feasible to not have a full-time job on top of it. Mm-hmm. Most of them are incredibly popular with, you know, a million plus followers before they can even think about quitting a day job. Mm-hmm. And so I think about it. Um, there's a guy that I know that does reaction videos um, for songs. Yep. And I love it, but you can tell he's recording them in his extremely normal apartment and he comments about his life. He's got basically like, a, a a really non-glamorous service worker kind of job. And that's why he doesn't have a motivation gap because he's motivated to get out of that service worker job. Mm-hmm. So he goes and has to work that crappy job for, I don't know, eight, 12 hours a day, then come home, comes home, records multiple YouTube videos and might spend a couple hours editing mm-hmm. them before mm-hmm. falling to sleep exhausted and waking up the next morning to go back to work. And he does that because that's his out, right? Mm-hmm. He is hustling because he wants something better and he wants it bad. Well, that's, I'm I mean, working, that's exactly, not, I think. I'm not working at a crappy service job, right? Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good job at a pretty decent company. I live a pretty comfortable lifestyle. 
So I don't have to hustle like he does just to put food on my table or to make sure I have a car that runs. Mm-hmm. Like I have to want it that much more. And and I'll tell you right now, I don't think I'm going to find the motivation to come home and just run myself ragged from the minute I get home right. to the minute I go sleep asleep way too late to try and make it as a YouTuber, which will probably make me a lot less money than I make at my day job. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that story you talk about, I mean, that's basically Casey Neistat's story. That's what he did. Like, you know, when he was younger, he was like a dishwasher or something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he was struggling and he he, um, he got his girlfriend pregnant, like, you know, when he was really young. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he, you know, tried to, you know, make it in New York City. And eventually he did. I mean, just because I think he just worked hard enough, you know. Sure. Um, but <laughs> it's easier to do when you're younger, for sure. Um, cause you just have more energy. And that was actually one of the other things I think I was, I was talking to you about, you know, as far as like, you know, smoothies and supplements and things like that. I've <laughs> kind of been tinkering with things to kind of get more energy and mm-hmm. it works. It works for sure. I mean, if you focus on it, um, you know, not that I've noticed that like I'm that much, uh, or that I have that much less energy than I did when I was younger. Cause I was never really like a super high energy person, you know, which I kind of find sure. odd cause my brother my brother is, you know, and, and, you know, me and my other brother are kind of more mellow. Um, and it's not like, cause I'm not, you know, we're not motivated or anything. We just naturally just don't have that high energy. Some people are more manic. Some people are more chill. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. So, but what I've been trying to do is, you know, like through supplements and smoothies and, you know, you know, fruits and vegetables and whatnot. Um, and like low carb dieting and things like that, like finding that it, it works. Um, and, you know, trying to have actually even more coffee during the day a little bit, you know, you know, maybe have a cup, you know, in the afternoon to kind of keep me going for the rest of the day until the evening. Um, so I think now there's, there's, there's more knowledge out there on how you can kind of get more energy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something people, people should look into. Um, cause just cause, you know, you, maybe you think you're, you're getting older that, you know, oh gee, I don't have the, the same energy, but, um, but there's, there's ways to hack it, I think at least, you know, to get you, you know, a little bit further maybe than your, than your normal routine. Yeah. And, and at least in small ways, absolutely. Um, even just something as simple as not stuffing yourself silly for lunch or dinner right. can really make, really make the rest of your day possible. Right. Yep. There's biological processes that go on when you eat too much and your body has to take the energy from other places like your brain yep. in order to process all that food down in your gut. So um, even at the most basic level, there's definitely little hacks, little hacks that you can do. They're not going to come to the level of a motivation gap of someone who's hungry and trying to completely change their lifestyle or yep. you know, someone who is bored and trying to occupy the energy they have with a new hobby versus someone who's trying to scrape for some energy to put the mm-hmm. dishes away before they go to bed. Um, but yeah, there's definitely hacks out there. Great. Great. All right, Hal, I think this pretty much covers it for now. Um, how can, how can people reach you? Hal? Uh, people can reach me as always. They can find my website at halwerner.com. That's H A L W E R. N-E-R.com. And I've got links to all my other stuff there. I'm on all kinds of platforms. Perfect. Perfect. So everyone, you can subscribe on iTunes um, to the Kim Mariko podcast. Uh, you can go to KimMariko.com and you can subscribe there. 
And uh, Hal, good talking to you. And uh, until next time, my friend. Pleasure as always. <laughs>